Who would have thought, bro? That's what I'm saying. God damn, bro, you done made look at these people. I'm trying to get out there. <laughs> I'm trying to get out there. I'm trying to get out there. Man, from damn you school. Crazy. It's wild, ain't it? Crazy. You know when it went crazy. I had to, I told you. I told you. Back in the day. Back in the day. You, you seen it though. It. Remember that Heritage game though? Heritage game? The the state championship? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's wild, bro. And now you went up there? Went by quick though. You go by quick. You went to Boston College and broke every record that can be broke. Yep. And just kept doing it. Got you. He had a long path though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, it got me to where I need to be, where you I want to be. You love it. My knee still hurt. From the day I broke you? Yeah, from I when I tried to teach your ass a lesson. I was trying to tell you, you know, get out did, there. Did you understand that I was trying to show the other kids that I can cover Zay, I can cover anybody? And broke you down. <laughs> Why didn't you just let me cover you? Because I can't be covered. I'm not being covered by nobody. By nobody. You can't release inside, and you release inside. Shh, I give it to you. Hey, you ain't going to be able to say that in the game. You're going to be like, hey, you can't release him. Yeah. I'm going wherever I'm going to win. Wherever you want to go. Yeah, I'm going wherever <laughs> I'm about to win. I'm you, baby. <laughs> we right here. Hold up. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Uh, way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, yeah, man. Goddamn, Zay. That, I seen you at a drive. Yeah, we did the whole first round of the draft. Yeah. Go out quick. It's too. funny though, you knew. I told you. That's the funniest thing. I be telling people the same story. I told you. I'm like, since he was in high school, he was telling me. I got 14 brothers and sisters. Yeah. One of us had to do it. You knew you was about to go to BC, do what you did. Yes, that's why I went. I was yeah. in Boston College to play corner. I was about to leave my junior year. They was like third round. And I was like, nah, I ain't no third round receiver. Let me go back one more year. <laughs> Y'all done going down memory lane? Or no? Oh. I'm not, man. I'm sitting here like a happy uncle. Oh, look at us. We won a state championship. We would have won two state championships if Zay wouldn't have got kicked out. That's coaching. That's the truth. Who? That's coaching. Right. I could control Zay. Hey, you know, sometimes when you going, that, that adrenaline going, I was too high. Though. I threw it off like, <laughs> it was already broke too, so I threw it off quick. I had to let him see my face like, <laughs> get out of here. You out. Man, welcome to the pivot. Zay Flowers, this is mm. Freddie T. You know Chan, Coach Chan, um, OG. I'm RC, man. We appreciate you coming through. You know it's a busy season, so that means a lot to us. I know it means a lot to him. I'm so tired of hearing Zay Flowers stories. I don't know if y'all ain't have <laughs> nobody else good on y'all team. He did talk to us about how you shook him at practice, how he was trying to show out. He knew them knees was bad. It's 18 <laughs> surgeries in, yeah. he ain't had no shot. But I do want to sort of talk about, like, your story. People see you now, one of the best rookies in football, one of the top receivers in the league, but it had to start somewhere. You come from a house of 14 kids growing up with your father, and you talked about how competitive you had to be in that house. How did growing up like that, man, help you become the competitor and the dog that you are? You got older brothers. You know how older brothers treat you? Like they used to have us wake, we'll wake up probably what, 7, 7.30, we wake up early in the summer so we go outside to play. And then they'll hype it all like, oh, Jojo, you can't tackle Zay. That's my little brother, Jojo. He'll be like, you can't tackle Zay. You can't beat Zay in the race. Then Jojo competitive too, so they just boosting me and Jojo up all the time. And then they put my other younger brother in it. Then we'll go play against the older, like, we'll play against our older brothers in football, play against them in basketball. 
So I was always playing against older people and just, just that's how I learned how to play like, competition. You just want to win. Yeah. And when your mom passed, because that's when I got to youth school, they gave me the rundown of it all. And they were like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You was one of the dogs, the little, you call them the, the, the green dots, the yellow dots, and the red dots. Yeah. The red dots are the problem for yeah. the team. He was a red dot. And they told me the story, and they told me everything that laid out, man. And they're like, this kid got a drive that you'll never believe. Does that come from when your mom passed? Does that come from your dad that had to raise 15? Like, when, you, when your mom passed and your dad took over and all that stuff, like, that story, I'm so intrigued by. My, when my mom passed away, I was young. I was, like, five. Like, I remember, because I was there. Like, I remember everything that happened. But I don't really remember. Like, I don't got, like, the memories of, like, all right, me and my mom in the car, like we just going to do something, you know? It's just like that one last memory I had of her. But it really come from my dad though. Like all the stuff I see my dad had to do just to get all of us prepared to go do what we had to do. Like he made sure we always ate. He made sure we were always on time for our little league games. And then he disciplined us too. Like made sure everything, like he didn't want us acting no type of way. So that all built my character. And then my brothers and sisters played like the role of making me laugh, like, I'm always having friends, like, I got somebody around me all the time. Mm. So, like, having my mom, like, pass away, it kind of, like, brought everybody close. It kind of, like, it gelled up so good that you wouldn't even know that our mom passed away. So that was what kind of, like, gave me my job. You said you did have uh, two memories yeah. of your mom. Yeah. How old were you, man, when you stopped peeing in the bed? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was probably, like, but when she gave me that whooping, my mom gave me a whooping of Goodman too. I was probably like three, three or four. <laughs> I ain't want to go. I hit, I ended up hiding behind the chair in her room, and she already knew it was me. She's like, "Where's Zay? Where's Zay?" And I just remember getting a whooping, and then just going to sleep. That's all I remember. <laughs> you know, once you get that good whooping, you go to sleep. That last time you peed in bed? Yeah. Three years old. When the last time you peed in bed? Last week. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, boy, you might go get checked out. <laughs> Small bladder, large urethra. <laughs> Just slide out sometimes. He, he needs some depends, eh? <laughs> Much like you, man. They can depend on you to catch everything. Oh, Y'all caught that? That doesn't mean I have to like it, because I caught I know, it, though. Bro. Like, show me some love, <laughs> man. No, seriously. You've come a long way. You know, people look at you and they think that you're doing now and say, man, this guy, this kid was an instant star. But it wasn't always like that. When we were just in the green room back there, you mentioned that you were like uh, recruit 1,069 or something like that. Yeah. In your mind, it wasn't what you thought you were as a player. Absolutely. How big of a chip did that allow you to put on your shoulder? I mean, it put a chip on my shoulder too, cause like, I was playing against the players that was like ranked what top 100 in the country. We had Kenny, we had Josh. They both was five stars at the time. So I'm like. I just gotta go get mine. Like, I know they ain't that much better than me. Like, so I just went to work. I just tried to ground for everything I wanted. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to explain it, but it happened so fast that I just, just fell in love with the grind and just kept doing what I was doing. What would you tell high schoolers out there now that chase these rankings? Do they really matter? It don't matter at all. Like, I tell them don't even chase a logo on the helmet because you just chasing, what, what, somebody else, what? what somebody else was doing at another school, not what you can build. That's why I went to BC, so I could have a chance to build my own legacy that break all the records, um, be the first round, first, first round receiver from there. 
So I was just trying to build my own legacy in a different way in a whole different state. Like, right. You were the second wide receiver to be an AP All-American. Um, like you said, you ended up being a first-round pick out of Boston College. What was that transition like for you? You're a boy from Florida, you know, and now you're in Boston. It's a different culture. It's a different climate. There's a lot of things you have to adjust to there, and you come from a huge family. Like you said, you had built-in best friends yeah. your entire life. What was that transition like when you went to school? When I first got there, I was like, yo, what the hell I'm doing in Boston, bro? Like, I don't know what I'm about to do up here. Like, I'm just looking out the restaurant. My dad and my, the coach was talking, and I'm just thinking, I'm like looking at the restaurant like, yo, what the hell did I get myself into? I don't know where I'm at. I'm up here by myself. Then once I see my dad leave, walk out um, the door for the last time, that's when I knew it was real. Like, yeah. you got to be a man now. You got to go get what you want, mm -hmm. and you up here by yourself. I mean, it's a difference when you grind with people around you and when you grind by yourself. Like, once you learn how to grind by yourself, I feel like, like nobody can stop you. Like, you got all, you got all the confidence you need because mm -hmm. you, you're just doing it by yourself. Nobody tell you to do it. Nobody getting you out of bed to go do it. It's just all you. T.A. is my little homeboy, is my, like my little bro. I remember uh, hitting him up when my son was a freshman in high school. And I was like, hey, man, I want to fly you out. And you can stay at my house. I just want you to just come train my son for a weekend. Like, I'm his pops. He's always hearing my voice. And so it was following him that I first learned about you because he would always post your stuff. When did you figure it out that you could be like that, though? I mean, there's always the confidence to have. And you're saying don't pay attention to rankings, but they're there. They are there for a reason. It's because they believe the potential of those athletes is greater than the ones ranked behind them. Yeah, when did at, you start to feel I like... I say at that point, though, like... Really? Because some people can run out of juice. You, you see people all the time that's five stars, go to schools, and run out. Then there'll be somebody like me, two-star, two that'll come out of nowhere and end up going first round. So it's just... Late bloom, it be people that's late bloomers, there's some people that just start off early, that just got it naturally. Mm -hmm. And some people gotta learn it over time. And I wouldn't say I was one of the people that had to learn it over time. I just had to, I say, like develop myself or like get stronger during the process of what I was going through. And each year I got better, it was like right timing for what I needed. It's interesting when you asked about BC and the transition, cause we were at U school. If y'all don't know, U school's a private school in Davie, Florida. It's like 30 racks a year to be there. Yeah. Zay, your ass wasn't paying 30 yeah, racks a year. Nah. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. So, no, we had scholarships and things like that, but they go get the, you know, the better players. They recruit, and, you know, we go out there, and um, now it's all legal. Now the jokers, they, they, yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers be playing four schools in four years. <laughs> now everybody jumps around. Yeah. But they, coming from where you from and then going to a U school, and see, like seeing that side of life, seeing yeah. the friends you had, seeing the difference in that. Because a lot of young kids now, a lot of young, young black men coming up, yep. they're going to have that opportunity, the opportunity that you had, yep. and to transition that. Did, that. did that help you a lot with life, with interaction, with communication, with different things? Yeah, that, that helped me with, like, because I'm coming from the hood. So when I'm coming from there, I'm going to youth school. Like, when I first got there, I was, I was getting in trouble. I was getting tensions. I was getting, like, into I remember. The, like stuff like that. But... <laughs> Like, it, it taught me how to, like, play both sides. Like, you can be yourself, but at the same time, you can still be able to talk to everybody in the room and have everybody understand what you're saying. So being around that, like, that group, like, put me in a whole different mindset about, like, all right, yeah, you want to be a football player, but what you want to do after that? 
like earlier than I was supposed to, I felt like. And that's what helped me like always like have a smile on, like just do what you do what you do, be yourself, and just play ball, because everything gonna fall in line. You also had some adversity and challenges in high school. Your brother was murdered. Yeah. During that time, what were some of the more difficult like challenges for you? When my brother passed away, just getting over that fact, like, cause I'm thinking like, all right, God took my mom early. So all right, he gonna keep all us together for a long time. So and that that my brother that passed away, he was like the brother that he kind of like jailed all us, like laughing, smiling, playing around, everybody asking where he at. Like every time he come by, it's a party basically. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, that kind of like that kind of that hurt everybody, like in my family. So just just getting over the fact that 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 happened and somebody close to him was the one that did it. Yeah, just getting over that part, for real. That was the toughest part for me. You were five years old when your mother passed. Yeah. Now, being of age to be able to understand losing someone, how did losing Martin affect you? It's just that I'm, I'm more conscious of, like, where I'm at, like, about being smart. Like, now if I go out somewhere, I'd probably, like, duck off. I'm going to be chill. I ain't going to do too much. I'm going to just be with my people wherever I'm at and then get in and out of that home. Ain't gonna cause no problem, no scene. Just do what I gotta do and go. It's, it ain't really changed me though. It just made me be more conscious of everything around me. When you lost them, it was football season, right? Yeah. And you scored, and what was it? The jump out and jet dance? Oh, the jump out the jet, well, yeah. Oh, oh, jump out the jet the Jump out the jet, yeah. So when you, know, when you score and you have an opportunity just in that moment to do something your family loves, something I'm sure your brother love to share with you and you get an opportunity to honor him with that dance. What was that feeling like for you? It was just, cause at that time too, I started, that's what the year I really started like playing good too. So, and then I went through that and then just having, being able to be strong enough to go play in the game like the next day after that and then scoring. And then I caught a pick, I had a pick six to that game. Mm-hmm. And then hitting the dance, it gave me a little bit of light. Like, yeah. like he watching me, like we gonna be good. Was Coach Crowder a good coach? <laughs> he was a crazy coach, bro. Everybody be calling him crazy, man. Like, man, crazy. Like, I just, well, we was just talking about the story. You probably ain't here where he had the kids. <laughs> so, you know, you school, everybody, like, it's most people rich out there. Right. Like, everybody on scholarship, it ain't gonna be that many of us. It's gonna be like 10. Like, we understand what he's trying to do. But all the other kids out there, like, hell no, nah, man, ain't doing it. They went home and told on this man. Like, bro, this man got us out here punching concrete poles. <laughs> bro, the kids like 14. Saying, what was the concrete pole supposed to do? Had to get their punch right, get off the line and punch. So I had them stand by the big light pole, the big concrete pole. And when I punched it, the light on the top shook. Yeah. And when they punched it, their hands started bleeding. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is the right group of people <laughs> to have punching these poles. <laughs> the man was crazy, man, jumping all over the field. But it was like, it was a coach that we needed though, like that energy. Cause we ain't have no other coaches. Every all our other coaches was like, like modest, like they ain't gonna say too much, they ain't gonna do too much, they ain't gonna right. jump around. He came, that's why all the energy changed. Did he ever come to practice lit? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Not that I know of. I ain't come to practice, but once I a week. I wouldn't let him know, though. <laughs> Even if I knew, I was probably bitch like, nah, man. Let him ride. Yeah, let him ride. We got an opportunity to sit with you after the draft, and Chan was, man. You could see the pride, and just when you walked away, him telling stories about the person, the young man. It wasn't about the player. We had all seen the film, 
and understood that, you know, you mentioned earlier when we were walking through the hallways, dependent yeah. with your siblings' names and, and your mother's picture. What was it like, man, to have that moment of being drafted, but also have that representation of the entire family with you? It was just like, I having all my people with me, like, y'all couldn't be with me up here, but I'm gonna have y'all somewhere, like, front and center right with me, because it wasn't just me that just went through all this. It was all us. Mm -hmm. Like, I put the work in for it, like, but I noticed everything that we all went through, not just me. My dad losing my mom, my brothers and sisters losing my brother, losing my uncle. So I just felt like putting that chain on and having that up there, walking across the stage with that, it just made me a little bit more, feel more safe. Like, I know all my people with me. Love it. And Zay, we all went through it. And you at a high, an elevated level, because we talking about the numbers, 14 brothers and sisters, yeah. the hood, yeah. the hood on your back. Yeah. You're now the, you're the patriarch of the family because you're a millionaire. Like, is that intimidating? Because I know when I first, when I first knew, like, when they get, I, I tell the story all the time, my first check was $588,000, third round, signing bonus after taxes. Yeah. And I sat and cried and smiled and cried and smiled. Then I told the story, I went to the bank and deposited the little $588,000 check. Yeah. And the girl on the other side was very excited to talk to me after that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, bitch, you got money. <laughs> but no. be, being that, like, overnight, we talked to you after the draft. You all say, you the same as they I'd known for years. You all excited, but then life kicks in. And now you've really become the patriarch of your family, be, honestly, because finances and finances, like, it's been less than a year, bro. And you you stepped to a different level in life. How are you navigating that? Before I even like sat on the show with y'all, like when I got drafted, L L texted me. Lamar, that's what I call him, L. So he texted me, he was like, yo, you might want to change your number. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you might want to just do that right now, cause everything gonna change, bro. Like people gonna be coming at you who ain't who you ain't talked to in years and stuff like that. And it's been people like that, but like, I'm strong, I stand on my faith, like, it's me and my family, like, I got my brothers, I got my dad, and we riding on that. Wow. Like, I, I ain't gonna give them the money, like, you feel me? I'm, I'll help put them in position, though, like, if I gotta connect that my brother like, that's something like he like to do, then I'll put him on that. Like, my little brother, he washed cars, and I got him, like, a little, little um, little pressure washer and stuff, he got a whole bunch of stuff, like, yeah. just, yeah, he just go around Baltimore and try to find something, to do, like try to watch the cars and make money off that. And I just like invested into it with him. Like I let him put me on the flyer like that. And be like, all right, this is a brother. They'll they probably go try it out. Yeah. So it's just little stuff like that, just to be able to help him out, put him in position, but not give it to him. Hey, Zay, from 1,069 to two-star receiver, to Boston College, to first round pick, to Super Bowl coach uh, saying, I love Zay Flowers, he's great. He works hard, he comes to work every day. He's great attitude, he's A-plus in every way, really, to breaking all the Ravens' rookie records, receptions and receiving yards, sharing the locker room with uh, former MVP and soon-to-be MVP, possibly, L, Lamar Jackson, and then Super Bowl champ, who you might consider big brother, OBJ. What, what are those conversations like? Like, how did they help you in your maturation and, and your progression throughout your rookie season? Oh, took care of me more, like, Kind of like a like a bit, bro. So I, like he gonna he gonna help me put together a plan to try to keep my body um, right throughout the season. Cause you know he dealt with injuries, so mm -hmm. he was like he just ain't want to see somebody else in his position go through something like that. So right. he tried to help me get on the schedule and take care of my body. 
And then he also like, you know, he big on God too. Oh, big on God. O and L, like real big on God. Mm -hmm. We pray right, right before the game. We do um, like a little prayer with all the receivers. And it's just like the group, like the group I'm in with the receivers is like, like the big brothers to me. Like they ain't gonna try, try and like trick you out of nothing. They just gonna tell you how it is and go straight up with that. Like, bro, like you the one, like you gotta go make the plays. Like, That's dope. This job gonna be on you, like go make that play because you that guy. So just having them like believing me that way, it just made like my job easier and easier to believe in myself. Not only that he believes in you, but he believes in the entire team. He recently said it's the best team he ever played on. Yeah. I mean, this is coming from a guy who won a Super Bowl with a damn good uh, LA Rams team. How does that make you feel? The LA Rams team was legendary too, right? They had what Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Stafford, Stafford, OBJ. That no, they were nice. I just think he just get a different vibe from it because, like how he is in the locker room. Like, like I said in there when we was talking, like it's like it's a brotherhood, mm -hmm. and we all gonna tell each other straight up. Like, we ain't gonna sugarcoat nothing. Like, bro, you gotta catch those. You don't drop mm -hmm. those. Like, AL, you gotta be on point. Like. We all gonna tell each other we 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 not looking at each other like oh that's superstar OBJ, or that's like MVP Lamar Jackson. It's like we all playing little league. Like every time we step on the field, L tell us, play like you playing in little league. We gonna find you and we gonna make the plays. I want to ask about that too. Do y'all have scramble drills for a guy like Lamar Jackson? <laughs> because y'all, whenever the play breaks down, bro, I watch it on TV. Let me know if I'm wrong. You motherfuckers just run around. Yeah. And that motherfucker will flip that bitch 40 yards yeah, on yeah. that. Is it like, is it rules to, okay, Lamar done embarrassed 17 people in the backfield, <laughs> now he about to run? Or y'all just say, shit, I'm gonna get open? Like, it's, it's kind of both, honestly. It's kind of like, cause we, we practice it in practice, but in the game it's different, cause once he break out on the scramble drill, he, he can go left and then he'll run back right. So you'll be running this way and then you'll start running back this way again. Or he'll just take off, now you blocking. So you never know what you're really going to get from him. So I just say stay alive. I, I look around. As soon as I see him about to break, sometimes I get caught up watching him. I ain't going to lie. Like, damn, he just did that? Like, I can't believe it. Sometimes I'd be like, damn, how he did that? <laughs> but sometimes I just turn around. All right, green grass, green grass. Go find green grass. And I know he going to find me. Wow. Like, he just he going to put it up there. Any type of way he can, throwing it across his body, underhand, however he got to get it there, he going to get it there. This is Zay Flowers, NFL professional, rookie, record-breaking Ravens wide receiver. I want to go back to, like, sophomore Zay Flowers, Virginia Tech, two catches, 100 yards, which you had, I think you had, like, a jet sweep or a reverse for a few. Yeah. When, oh, when Lamar Jackson finally recognizes you on social media. Yeah. What was that like for you? I mean, you know, we were from the same city. Like, right. Brock County, it ain't, it ain't, we ain't too far apart from each other. And... So to see somebody like from down there that was doing what I was trying to do, cause he was already what MVP at that mm -hmm. time, right? And to see him like just like notice it and like it kind of like pushed me a little bit more. Like, oh damn, like he at least somebody noticed. Like, and we from the same area, so he kind of like got a vibe of like how I grew up and right. what we went through and how it is down there for everybody. So just seeing that and having that come through my phone at the time, it was big. I was happy. Yeah. So now it's you know it's L. That's, that's, when, that's when you get tight. You just don't even call him by that whole name. You the nickname? Yeah, you just that's call him L. That mean, and you be like the only person call him L. Don't nobody else call him that. That's when you real, when you real tight. You know, and you, but you mentioned, bro, you like, bro, he does some things that as a, an elite athlete, as a 
0.01 percenter are even amazed by. Everybody believes, I believe, I'm sure all three of y'all believe, he's going to be the MVP again. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be the first person to win it twice by the age of 26. When you are out there on the field with him, what is it that he can't do? That man can do everything. Like, like with the best of them, though, he can do everything. Like, I don't even know what to say because, like, he put it on film. He put it on film, like, week in and week out to the point where people try to find the smallest thing to pick out and say he can't do just because he's doing it at the highest point, at the highest level. And just being on the field with him, bro, it feels so easy. Like, we start at 25 line, right? We, they kick the ball off. We start at 25-yard line. And then three plays, we in the red zone. It's probably three crazy plays he made already at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And then you look up, like, damn, we got to that red zone that fast? Touchdown. We off the field. Yeah. Or it's just like, all right, he about to take over the job by himself. Or he demanded it. Like, he got a hand in everything we doing. Like, bro, he be like, just play you, bro. Like, how you play in Lily, how you played in high school, play exactly how you play. For the people who try, like you said, the people who try to critique and pick Lamar Jackson apart, and you said he has a hand in everything. How involved is Lamar Jackson in what the Baltimore Ravens offense is? Like, he's super involved. Like they, they give him a lot of leeway like to, to change up the calls, to, to change the runs the opposite direction, to giving the receiver his own route or checking into a different route. I believe that gave him more freedom in his head where like, all right, he got more options, he got more people he could check stuff to that he know gonna win, that he know gonna win over here. So it's really about who he wanna throw the ball to because I feel like everybody on our team winning on their routes or we can hand it off to Gus or we yeah. can hand it off to Key or we can hand it off to Justice or L can run it. So it's just like they gave him the leeway and he running with it like he doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Do you ever do what you did in high school where you go tell the quarterback he can't cover me? No, you ever not go yet, not yet. Nah. <laughs> you don't never go tell him? I got the OGs with me. The OGs <laughs> gonna be like, hey, son, you tripping? You tripping? So hey. I just go over there and sometimes I'll be like, hey, L, like I'll just shake my head like, that was the one on, that was one on, you could have gave it to me right there. And he'll be like, we good, we good. Then we'll come back to it like the Bengals play. When I caught that deep post, yeah. he missed me and I was running back. And as soon as I was about to say something, he was like, like, don't make no movement, don't make no, I seen you, like, I seen you open. Right. As soon as we ran the next time, let it go. Right. Like, he confident in us, we confident in him. So I think that's why we all clicking so well on offense. And then also hardball, man, because a lot of people, like, what, 15 years? 16. 16 years. 16 years after Mike T. And most guys, now you see the guys that do offense, call the offense, call the defense. A lot of, a lot of head coaches call, call yeah. the side of the ball. Yeah. Hardball was a special teams coach. Yeah. And he is a Super Bowl winning, you know, Coach, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And he's so successful, one of the longest tenure coaches, him and Mike T. What makes him so special? I say he, he care about his players. Like, he'll come up to you and talk to you one-on-one. He'll talk to the practice squad guys one-on-one. -on -one. Like, mm. they on the team. Like, one of my friends on the practice squad, he, he called him and just talked to him. Like, yo, you, like, you had a good week this week. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, I've seen a lot of progress. So just doing that to your players, it make everybody, like, I make more confident or like just believe in what you preaching or what you teaching. Because yeah. if you got a coach that ain't preaching what he teaching, then nobody ain't gonna wanna play for him. And Harbaugh lived by his word, so all his players love playing for him. 16 games in, in a young rookie career, who are your toughest defenders, your toughest cornerbacks you face? I'm gonna go, 
and Jalen Ramsey and Denzel Ward. Mm. Denzel's nice. Yeah, he good. He fast. Like he gonna put his self in position where he know he fast enough to where he can cut off like certain routes and play like because you know he gonna run down all D balls. He gonna he gonna run with everybody. He full three speed. So he just play at a at a leverage where he know like all right I'm weaker at this spot. I'm attack right here. I'm gonna play to this, and then he gonna break on it fast like. His breaks super fast, and Jalen Ramsey, I ain't seen, I never seen him in person. That was my first time like lining up on the field, Big and I was like, thinking. "What the hell?" <laughs> I was like, "Bro, why this man so tall?" <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" And he ended up like the first time I ran around, um, I ran like a, a love of the game, just a regular go. So I just like kind of like I tried to give him like a little release to see what he was gonna go for. He just wired me all the way to the sideline. I'm like, right, I got to keep my space with him. I can't let him put hands on him. Right. So every time after that, I'm just speed releasing him. I'm just running him, running him, right. running him. But I say those, like, those was the top two. You haven't seen uh, Sauce yet? Nah, not yet, not yet. <sighs> Talking about tall? Not yet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's taller than Jalen. <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah he's tall. He taller than him? Yeah. He's, How tall he is? He's 6'3". 6'3"? Mm-hmm. When I played and played for Pittsburgh, Baltimore-Pittsburgh was, was the game. Yeah. Right. It's 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 getting it's it's different now. It's it's a different rivalry, but I know y'all still feel it. I actually want to go to a game that was recent though in the NFC. You guys played San Francisco. Yeah. Two best teams in football, and they still are. No matter how y'all whipped them, it's still the two best teams in football. But they also talk. So that week they're talking. Florio. Yeah. He's talking. So you scored a touchdown, and you know it's Christmas time, and you give them. You give them the Grinch celebration. Yeah. What was the decision that that was going to be the celebration that game at that point, other than the fact that it was Christmas? We was coming to prove a point, like, not to say, like, everybody know we good, but, like, how good were we? Like, like Mike Florio was just saying they going to come in there and steamroll us. Like, like L said, like, we like we all prepared the same, and just for him to come disrespect us like that, like, we not doing what everybody else doing. It was crazy, so we all took it. We, we took it away. We ain't gonna say we took it away, but we did a little bit. That's what really made us go a little bit harder. Yeah. And the celebration, it was just like, we and y'all trapped. We taking it over. Like, we taking all y'all stuff. We taking, <laughs> we be taking the fan stuff. We taking the referee stuff. <laughs> Whoever in, we taking it. It's a little hard being a Pittsburgh guy to, to see it, because my guys ain't living like that right now. Yeah. You know, but I, I love the closeness of your team. I love the way y'all all ride for one another. And just listening to you talk about the locker room, it reminds me of what our locker room is. Like, Chan's been to Pittsburgh with me. Yeah. Fred has, you know, like, we have a relationship that's lasted a lifetime. It's transcended the locker room. But what really brought us together was winning a Super Bowl, bro. You know, that, that sort of journey, that sort of, of, of adversity, and then coming out on top. When rookies go to the Super Bowl, they think they're going to go every year. That's not the way it happens. Yeah. You guys truly have a chance to do that. What do y'all have to do to capitalize on this moment, this team? I just think we can't fall into the hype, like, that everybody pushing behind us and, and just fall into, like, not doing what we used to doing, like, not executing, like, messing up the small stuff, not doing what we usually do because we think we at the top of the league. I just think if we do the same thing we've been doing and play with our heads down and use that same motivation that Mike Florio was saying and all these other people at that time and play our game, I think we'd be all right. You talk about the Steelers 
Pittsburgh and the um, Ravens. Just it, It's hard-nosed football. Is it the perfect place for you? Because we talked about your past. We mm. talked about how you came up. We yeah. talked about, like, are you in the perfect place for Zay Flowers? Yeah, I ain't going to lie. The Ravens probably was the, the best fit for me. Like, as in, like, not even saying, like, just football, just, like, city-wise, too. It's like, it's ducked off. It's like, I'm, I'm chilling. It ain't too much to do. I'm locked in on what I got to do. And... We winning, so it's going perfect for me. And and in the building, everybody genuine. Like you know, I'm a genuine person. I'm going, I'm going to talk. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to do every like all that with everybody. So like when I walked in the building there on my like pre-draft, like during the meetings and stuff, we didn't even talk about football. Like mm. it was just now they asking about family. We played basketball, ate, I hung out with some of the coaches. So that was probably the only place where I felt like. Yeah, I could see myself like playing there for a while. And then like every other place, it was more all right, football this. You know, let me see what you know about this. Let me see what you know about that. Like kind of put me to a test. And I'm like, like, bro, I've been playing this for a little minute now. Like, I think I I think I know what cover two look like. I think I know what cover three look like. <laughs> right. Like, we all wanna know about me. I'm playing with y'all. Like, yeah. Just learn about the more than about the player than just about playing football. So you guys have secured home field advantage. Have you thought about what you'll be doing during the bye week? I'm recovering. I'm getting right. Because I already know we got that. We got a little stretch, well, like two or three weeks till the Super Bowl. So I'm getting right. Like, I ain't even playing. Like, no, I ain't going outside. Practice home. Right. Practice home. That's all I'm doing. Love it. Yeah, you are very young for this question, but you've <laughs> lived a, a lot of life, man. And to be, you know, a rookie in this league, you've been through a lot of things. Uh, we always ask the biggest pivot. What moment in your life has affected you or has helped to make you what you are today. If you had to point to the one thing or the two things that have been essential in Zay Flowers or Zavian Flowers becoming yeah. becoming this Zay Flowers, what do you think it is? I, I think it's seeing what, um, my dad get up every day and doing what he did. Cause it's hard, to, it's hard to feed. If you got a kid, it's hard to feed one kid. Yes. And if you got 14 of them, like, by you got to think about what you're going to do every day, how you're going to get that money and how you're going to, mm -hmm. like, put food on the table, how you're going to keep the lights on. So just seeing him go through that every day, like, his, his Monday through Friday, basically, he get up at 4 a.m., um, go to work. He'll get off probably at 5. He'll probably have, like, an hour and a half rest till he got to take all us to practice, pack all our bags in the truck, take us to practice. After practice, come home, cook dinner, get back up at 4 in the morning. Then like on the weekends, he'd take like 10 loads of laundry to the um, wash house. I usually go with him. Like, that's why I'm a, I'm a, I'm a morning person, because him, he wake me up early. I go wash the clothes with him, bring him back. He'll cook breakfast, take us to football games. And he'll sit out there all day, because you know he got kids at six yeah. all the way to 16. So he out there to the last, to the last, the older power play. So just seeing him go through all that really just like made my work ethic go up and just made me want to put him in a better situation and put myself in a better situation. When you got an opportunity to gift him the car, man, what emotions were you feeling at that moment after seeing him do all of those things and then still be in a position to be like, nah, Zay, there's certain things I don't want you to do, but to finally be able to give him a gift that he earned through yeah. the way that he lived life for y'all, what were the emotions you were feeling? I don't think it's a gift that can cover for what he did for us or how he took care of the family or my brothers and sisters. I just, I just wanted to get him something, like, to show him, like, my appreciation. 
because he was always running through cars too. Like he had switch cars, like buying used cars. So I was like, let me get him something that's fresh, that's his. Like he gonna be, he gonna be good for a little bit. Nah, man, I love that, bro. Best of luck down the way, man. I think y'all are the best team in football. And all I'm gonna say is this: do not miss. Like when you got an opportunity to win it, bro. Like how you talking about going on the bye week and getting together and rehabbing and recovering? That's what you do because, man, it is hard to get it. It is hard to win one, and it's a lot of great players and great teams that never won a ring. So focus up, bro. I wish y'all boys the best, man. Thank you so much for sitting with us. Yeah, appreciate I'm going, it. I'm going to the safe spot tonight if you want to come. <laughs> Where you going? He said they bye week, yeah, Jay. Appreciate it, bro. Don't get me out there. I appreciate it. Can y'all read that cover? No. I don't want that. I don't want that. I can I can go to the space. I can go to the spot on the field where it was. Don't try that in the muck, though. I said, I was tough. I, I was tough till they started talking shit. Everybody started piling up in the parking lot. We was at the park. We was at the park. Um, it's like a little, it's a park called St. George where we grew up playing and like doing all that. And my brothers was playing football. We was out there playing football. We was having like 11 on 11. And my brother started fighting. It was like right after the hurricane. I think it was Andrew that came through Florida in 2005, right? Which one was that it? That was Wilma. Wilma, 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 Wilma. Wilma. yeah. yeah. It was right after that hurricane, so it was like stuff laying all over the park, like wooden boards, like you know that little wooden fence. Mm -hmm. Those was all broke all over the ground. So when my mom came out there, me and Jojo ran home to get her, like to tell her our brother was fighting. So she came out there, and she was like arguing with somebody about the fight, and she was walking backwards, then hit her head. Yeah, fell over like one of the little really? wooden, the little wooden sticks. Wow, yeah. So y'all y'all were there when you Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was like right here, like we was all around. And she was just walking backwards and talking. Wow. Yeah. This was it did it happen out there? Like was it over there or was she did they have to get her to the hospital? Like, yeah, but the ambulance took like forever to like come to come get her. So she was probably out there for like 30 minutes. Dang. And then um, and the hospital was probably like five minutes away. Like Brow General, like right there. Bruh. Oh, y'all was at uh that little park there, right by the police department. You talking about, uh... That was the park? Yeah, 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 right, right over there. By the, by the little yeah, power yeah. center. Yeah, Damn, yeah, yeah. Hospital right there. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Just that look, fast, man. Quick. Yep. Damn, my brother, it was my brother's friend, my brother. That's why I ain't go to NC State, because my dad said it was bad luck, because my brother got killed, like, right over there with, like, one of his best friends. Set him up. So your brother's at NC, he was at NC State? No, was, no, he was just up there. He was living up there for a little while. Okay. And he used to come back and forth. So he used to come back and forth and he used to bring the um, the person that used to be with him to the house. He used to come eat with us and stuff. Then went back up there. He like kind of, I think he set him up to like try to rob him. And then my brother tried to like to drive off, but he forgot the man was in the car behind him and the gun went off. Wow. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. Hey, yeah. Man, they came in, they come in every day smiling. I was thinking about that when he yeah. was sitting there, man. Yeah. Dude, full of joy, man, full All of life. Yeah. But you think about, too, though, growing up with those brothers, like, the sisters, like, they still living, man. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Pop's still living. Pop's still working. Nah, it make it easier, though, for he sure, being going. around them and having them. Yeah. Yeah, having a lot of them, too, it just make it easier. You don't even think about it as much. It's just like, you just going, you laughing, you just doing the next thing. Right. You were number 11, right? Out of yep, 14? Yeah, 11 out of 14. And you were born on the 11th? Yep. 
So why didn't you choose number 11? Why you chose number four? I thought I was the fourth youngest. I'm the fourth youngest. Yeah, that's how I got it. Man, Pops was doing some fucking. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Jack Rabbit. <laughs> back to back, back to back. Pop was doing some fucking. Pop was about to say, like, damn, God. that's you. Damn. <laughs> Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up.